Welcome to the Coupa HR podcast series, Mental Health in the Time of COVID-19. In this series, we'll be exploring some of the challenges institutions have faced during the pandemic. Join us as we sit down with higher ed HR leaders to find out how they're supporting mental wellness for both themselves and their teams. Hello, I'm Jill Thompson with Coupa HR, and I'm here today with Maureen D. Armand, Associate Vice President for Human Resources at Oregon Institute of Technology. Maureen, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today about mental health in the time of COVID-19. Happy to be here. Thank you. All right, Maureen, as I mentioned earlier, the topic of our podcast series is mental health and COVID-19, um, which you recently wrote about in an article for the fall issue of Coop HR's Higher Ed HR Magazine. And I have to say, I really enjoy the title of your article. I related to it. It was, it's a marathon, not a sprint. One HR professional's reflections on COVID-19 burnout, financial anxiety, and the need for a really long nap. And I think most of us can relate to the need for a really long nap after everything this year has brought us. So how are you? How are you feeling? Do you still need a long nap? <laughs> I need a lot of I need a lot of long naps. Um, but there's a there's alternating bursts of of uh, energy and and momentum, uh, and it continues to be kind of that roller coaster of there are highs and lows and in-betweens, and it's it's kind of a, a constantly shifting range of um, energy levels and emotion uh, and stress levels, and so um, yeah, I think I think the 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 draft uh, agenda nap's going to be penciled in uh, for a long time coming. <laughs> So, Maureen, the last several months have been incredibly challenging for higher ed HR professionals, both personally and professionally. But one of the areas that has really taken a hit is our mental well-being. What are one or two things that you are doing to regroup, rejuvenate, and take care of yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, when I uh, reflect on just sort of my life and when I've, I've had kind of mental health lows, Many of those past experiences were really um, triggered by isolated incidents like the death of a loved one or maybe a couple different hardships coinciding at the same time, maybe some job dissatisfaction at the same time a, a relationship was on the rocks or something like that. Um, but, but then there were always other aspects of my life that were, that were fine. And so I had to deal with those one or two things that were kind of dragging me down. It feels like COVID-19 is a different beast. Uh, it, it's, it's really um, all-encompassing. Uh, it's, it's top of mind all day at work. Uh, it invades how you spend your free time, how you shop, how you socialize, how you plan vacations and travel. It's kind of inescapable. So I, I think it's really important to reflect on past periods of adversity and hardship and, and, and think about how, what got me through that time, uh, what helped me then. Um, that's worthwhile reflection, but I think it is also important to acknowledge that for, for many of us, this is a new type of hardship and a new type of struggle. And uh, I do think it's important to allow ourselves <laughs> to have bad days, allow ourselves to, um, you know, have that lazy Monday where, you know, that laundry is just not getting done <laughs> and it's okay. Um, so I, I think having some of that flexibility with ourselves is important and also just acknowledging this is really hard. Uh, and and the, the roadmaps we have from past hardships don't really apply. 
And so um, I think that's important to just kind of wrap our minds around like, okay, this is new territory and it's scary uh, and we don't know how long it's going to go on. Um, but, but still give ourselves that pep talk that, um, you know, there, there's still a path forward. So some of the things that I've done is, is looked at uh, what's helped me in the past. And I've had to kind of rotate through some of those different kind of tricks uh, because we're now, what, eight months in this. <laughs> so there's not one thing that you can do and suddenly your mental health is better. Um, maybe there's someone out there who has that one thing and, and I envy you, um, but, but that has not been the case for me. So um, one of the things that I've done is, is kind of recognize that my job is a lot more um, sedentary than it was in the past. Instead of getting up and going to meetings, standing in front of a classroom and facilitating a training, I'm pretty much tied to my desk all the time. So my meetings are virtual, my emails, my phone calls, I'm sitting a lot. And so even though exercise is always important, I actually think it's more important now because I'm, I'm working long hours. I imagine many people listening in are working long hours and a lot of it's sitting. Uh, and, and that kind of um, back and forth, you know, running around campus that is often kind of the highlight and the ability to get some fresh air and kind of reset your mind. That's just not happening right now. So increasing the exercise is important. And I had about two and a half months where I was doing great. <laughs> I was hiking, I was biking, I was running, I was lifting weights, I was doing great. And then here in Oregon, uh, we had a bunch of wildfires and we got hit with really bad smoke. And suddenly I, I went outside uh, to get to my car and back. And, you know, the parking lot and the door and back, uh, my dog and I couldn't take long walks. We went outside and as soon as we did our business, we came right back inside and I completely fell off the wagon. So instead of being mad at myself, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of gave myself a little bit of time and the smoke has now cleared here, um, uh, literally and figuratively, <laughs> I guess. And, I, you know, I'm going to try to get back on it. So there, there's kind of that you get the momentum and then you fall off instead of beating yourself up over it give yourself some time to regroup, get back on it. Um, but I do think exercise is, is really important, not just for the physical side, but the mental health benefits of exercise are really, really important. Um, so I, that's one thing that I, honestly, everyone's heard that, everybody knows that, um, but it's tough sometimes to convince yourself to get into that routine. But I'd urge people if they're in a slump, give yourself a, a kick in the pants and, and, and start, start be more active and you, you reap the benefits almost right away. One of the other things that um, I've been doing is because of the increased screen time with virtual meetings and the long hours, I'm trying to reduce screen time when I'm not working, which is tough because I'm addicted to my phone. Um, but I'm trying to um, uh, exercise some discipline and I've had piles of books for, you know, some of them have sat around for years at my house um, that I haven't read. So I actually got back into to reading more. And I can tell you, I like the escape. Uh, so I have some books that are fiction, some that are nonfiction, history, politics, you know, silly stuff. And um, uh, the reading is, is a nice escape. And I always feel like once you finish a good book, it becomes part of you. And, and you're a fuller, per, slightly fuller person. And so um, I've really increased my reading, um, but you can't just do that either. So those are a couple of things that I've, that I've tried to do. Um, but um, that aside, um, one other um, habit that I've picked up during COVID is that 
I've reflected on some of the, the, the friends and colleagues I've lost touch with, and I've reached out to some of them, and I've had some people random reach out to me, uh, and, and that's been really nice. I had um, my boss's boss from a job I had 10 years ago just randomly reach out to me and just, just dropped me a note and said, I was thinking about you other, the other day, and I was wondering how you were doing. You know, just that simple, um, but it really meant a lot to me to hear from this person um, who uh, was above me in the food chain and I hadn't spoke to in years. And it was, it was really touching to think, oh, that person's just randomly thinking about me and hoping, me, hoping I'm okay. So then I thought, well, I'm gonna you know, pay, it, pay it forward uh, and do the same with some other people. And I recognize some people may be overwhelmed with work or kind of shutting down. And so you may do an outreach and not get a response. Um, but when you do, it's really gratifying. And so thinking about that, re, that, that opportunity to reconnect and just send some goodwill and some well wishes out into you know, the universe, um, it's a good time to do that. It's a really good time to do that. And as we kind of wrap up this year, those end of year greetings are kind of well-timed. So if you're afraid that the outreach may seem a little odd, <laughs> uh, you know, wait until Thanksgiving and, 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 and New Year's and, and it will seem more, more natural. Um, but I think that opportunity to reconnect with people when, when people are kind of hungry for connections, um, why not? You know, it's a great time. You know, that person you went to school with and lost touch with and you're wondering how they're doing, doing out, you know, just, how are you doing? You know, thinking about you the other day. So I, th I think those are, those are some things that I've tried. Um, I, I can't say that um, I don't still have, you know, my, my tough days and, you know, the days that um, I feel like I'm a little worn down. Um, but there's a lot of important work to be done in HR right now. And I think the, the sense of duty um, to the profession and to the institution and to the employees is another energy source. So um, I, I feel like doing meaningful work during a tough time um, makes me appreciate the type of job I have even more. Well, on to the next question. All right, so HR is in a unique position to support employees through difficult times. Can you tell me how Oregon Tech is helping faculty and staff manage the stress and maintain mental health during the pandemic? Yeah, you know, this, this is a tough one. Uh, and I mentioned this before, we're already so busy with our regular work, plus the COVID work. We're a lean team. Um, you know, managing furloughs, trying to navigate a partial hiring freeze, dealing, dealing with COVID-related leave, helping supervisors with remote work, you know, all of that plus the regular work. And then, and then we think well, we need to also do some of the softer stuff. Um, we, we, need to, we need to also be here as a resource. I mean, that's part of our name. Um, and so the mental health part we recognize as being hugely important. Uh, one of the things I didn't mention, I've only been at Oregon Tech since last November. And so I had not yet built the infrastructure or the relationships that really would have made COVID easier. <laughs> so uh, when we kind of wrapped our minds around what COVID was, um, we went fairly low tech. Um, and, and part of that was because I you know, hadn't just hadn't had time to develop communication plans, you know, you know, how, how is HR just going to regularly communicate with campus? So we did a lot of making it up as we go. 
So one of the things that we started doing in the spring was sending weekly emails to, to campus on Monday. And we set up some, what we just called employee engagement activities. And sometimes they were activities and sometimes they were just providing resources. So um, we tried to come up with a variety of things that may appeal to different employees. Um, some silly, some serious, you know, so we, we've been doing some lunch and learns uh, with different topics. Um, it didn't make sense to do heavy subject matter um, content. So, you know, we're not going to spend an hour talking about FMLA, like people just aren't going to absorb that. Uh, so instead, we're going to talk about resilience. We're going to talk about, you know, having difficult conversations. Let's talk about emotional intelligence. Uh, those are still important topics, uh, but they don't require memorization. Uh, so, you know, we're not going to spend uh, 90 minutes talking about the finer points of Title VII. You know, like no one's going to absorb that. So we had to think about, um, you know, what's still a valuable subject, but maybe lends itself to conversation and, and maybe will leave people with some things to reflect on and, um, you know, speak to some of the, the mental health components. Um, so we've done some lunch and learns. Uh, we had a faculty member who agreed to host some Zoom sessions for desk yoga and something called laughter yoga. And I had never heard of these, but you know, there were people who were intrigued. Uh, we came up with a work from home, lonely campus bingo that was kind of fun. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking about doing a, a light and funny uh, 2020 bingo. And there are all these jokes about, you know, was this on your 2020 bingo card? And, and, and try to come up with some things that are stranger than fiction and hopefully won't actually be true. Um, HR has a Facebook page, which really under normal circumstances should be used for trying to attract job applicants and not really a place for employees to go, um, but we repurposed it. And so if we did Trivia Tuesday during the lunch hour, uh, it was through our Facebook page, which I know people have different opinions on Facebook, but it seems like the format that would lend itself to memes and dad jokes and, and things like, and inspirational quotes and things like that. So um, I've actually been surprised at how many people will, will go. And even if they don't respond as, as, the, as the host of that type of page, you can see how many engagements you had. Um, so we thought we want some light and funny. We want some, you know, education and learning. We want some, you know, what's new and different to, you know, engage the brain. Um, so those are some things that we thought were important and maybe be able to maintain some sense of community and, and connectedness uh, and that that's important. Um, I will note we've had more success with these activities with staff than faculty. So faculty were pretty overwhelmed in the spring when they had to change, um, you know, how, how they taught. Uh, in the summer, most were off contract and, and many don't, don't necessarily engage during the summer, they're doing other things. Um, so I, I will note that um, I think these efforts have been appreciated, um, but certainly have been more attractive to staff than faculty, I'll, I'll, I'll just note that. Um, we did do a short summer, uh, survey in the summer and, and asked, what do you want? <laughs> well, we'd like to still do some of these activities. What did you like? What you didn't like? Um, you know, what would you like us to see? And I thought it was really interesting. We had several people in the comment section of the survey say, you know, I didn't really attend any of those things that you guys did, but I'm really happy you did them. <laughs> and so it's kind of that person, they're not going to come to the party, but they still want to be invited. And so that made me realize and appreciate that there is some invisible gratitude in the effort. Um, you know, if you're trying and, and, and you're trying and you're trying, people notice. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to engage, 
um, but they see that you're trying to serve this, the, the employees and, and there's a level of appreciation that's below the surface uh, and you may never see it. Um, but those survey results reminded me that it's still there. And so I, I reflected on that and I thought, you know what, even if only 10 people show up to play bingo, we're still gonna do bingo. Uh, so some of those activities. An important one um, that I wanna note is that we really have a great employee assistance program provider. Um, our EAP provider has hosted a lot of uh, webinars and kind of spaced them out on many different mental health topics. And so we make sure that we push out that programming and then they post the video, the webinars on demand on their YouTube channel after the fact. So if it's during a time you're at a meeting or you're teaching class, no big deal. You can watch it after the fact. So they, one of their early COVID webinars was so good. Um, I, I, I asked, well, can we get them to do one just for us? So we pulled up the contract and lo and behold, you know, there are so many hours of services that they could do just for us. Um, and those, um, I think in intent, were designed for if we have a death on campus, they'd come and kind of help with, with the grieving process. Or if we had um, some sort of, you know, accident or bad thing happen, they could come as kind of like a, you know, you know post-event crisis team. I think that's what was imagined. But we looked at the contract language and we said, well, I don't think we can repurpose this. And so we, we got them to do um, a webinar just for us. So I would encourage you. Uh, if you're not well familiar with your EAP contract, take a look at it. Uh, it may be that you've got services written into that contract that you're not using, or you can repurpose them to tailor something for your institution. So anyone who hasn't already kind of checked that out, you know, our EAP contract is ancient. So I don't think we had picked it up and looked at it, you know, for a long time. So there may be some happy surprises and resources buried in there. Um, that you've forgotten about or maybe were never aware of. So I would strongly encourage people to do that. One of the other things that we've done to try to help uh, employees, and, and again, I don't know how many people have um, access to this, but, but we've been pushing resources to them uh, and try to do them in bite size and in frequent regularity. So uh, our wellness page, we updated with links to exercise at home. You know, people don't want to go to gyms. They don't want to go places where it's crowded. As I mentioned, we had a period with smoke. So like exercising outside wasn't really uh, uh, viable. Um, so we thought, well, we'll pull, the, pull those uh, resources together and, and put them on our wellness page. So if you Google COVID exercise at home, you will find loads of great uh, resources. Um, and so then we thought, well, what else might be of interest to our employees? Uh, there are a lot of um, historic towns like in, in Europe uh, and museums who are doing virtual tours. So we pulled together a long list of virtual tours. So Google COVID virtual tours and a whole bunch of stuff will come up. So those are some easy ways, free ways for you to get resources in front of people. And I really think this is a, this is a time to recognize that everybody's situation is different. And you know, we have employees with you know, multiple kids that they are completely stressed out you know, by trying to um, make sure their, their kids stay on track with their education. That extra layer of stress on top of what they're already carrying is, is a lot. Um, so we've been you know, reminding people about EAP, not weekly, because we want to, don't want to get to the point where people are then blind to it, but we've been really intentional to make sure that we're reminding people about 
EAP and, and mental health resources with tremendous regularity um, and, and people then see it when they need to see it in some ways and, and they read over it when it's not relevant. But you can't just, you can't just say we have EAP. You, you've, got to give, you've got to give people more um, and keep it in front of them. This is, this is a time for them to make good use of that benefit, which in most universities is underutilized. The mental health, uh, I'll just note again that, um, you know, everyone has their ups and downs. And so I, I think sometimes we've had employees who just need to talk to someone and I'm not a counselor by any stretch, uh, but being ac accessible and responsive and open to listening, I think has been appreciated um, by, by employees to, you know, that they don't have to go to a counselor. You know, they may just want to let off some steam and so, you know, that is kind of a role that we play as well. Um, so making sure, even if you're having a bad day, <laughs> you know, making time for that employee if, if they just need someone to talk. Uh, and, and sometimes they're not even looking for a solution or an answer. Um, they just need some time and they don't want to do it through their, their supervisory chain of, uh, of command. So I, I think that's important for us to remember as well that we are here as a resource and, and most of us, if we have core values, uh, we probably have a customer focus or customer service uh, component to that. Um, and that's really important right now that, that we are here for employees, uh, whether we're physically at work or available uh, by email and, and, and platforms such as this. Um, I think it's super important for us to be easily found. Um, so do you have any, any closing comments, anything else you would like to share? Uh, you know, this is anecdotal, but uh, when I reflect on all of the HR professionals I've known over the years, uh, I feel like we're a pretty driven group uh, and we, we put a lot of stress on ourselves. And so I would just encourage people to cut yourself some slack as well. I mean, there's important work and it needs to be done. Um, but as you um, allow that flexibility for other people to have bad days, allow yourself to have them as well. Um, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of, you know, it, it's, it's okay to throw a mini pity party, but don't dig a hole, crawl in it and start living there. Um, so it's, it's kind of that, that ping pong of um, uh, encouraging yourself to keep going, um, but knowing when uh, you, you need to just give yourself a break, whether it's a five minute break where you get up and walk around, or like I said, you have a lazy Sunday and you just <laughs> sit on the couch and eat ice cream, like that's okay too. Um, but I, I think we have really important work to do right now. And this is a time for HR to rise up and, and to shine. For HR professionals, um, many times over the year lament that we're, we're not as respected as we ought to be. We don't always have a seat at the table. Um, those types of things, uh, this is when we can show value. This is when we can show real value and leadership um, to administrators and to supervisors and to employees, and in some cases to our communities as well. So let's take that as a point of pride uh, and, and hopefully something that will help keep us going um, uh, as we need to. So. Wonderful. Well, Maureen, thank you so much again for taking time to share your thoughts on mental health and COVID-19. Um, it was great speaking to you and hearing what you and your institution are doing to rejuvenate and support each other and lift each other up during this time. I appreciate it very much. Um,
And if that is all, then we'll go ahead and end. And I just thank you again, Maureen, and wish you the best um, as we finish out the year. Thank you. Same to you and everyone else who's listening.